Welcome to the Whole Assistant Podcast. I'm your host, Annie Croner. I'm a former assistant who's passionate about our profession, and I'm also a certified coach who's invested in your success. You've come to the right place if you want to know what it looks like to stand in your power and achieve success as an assistant free from overwhelm and burnout. Now, on to today's episode. Hello. So today we're talking about what to do when you're feeling depleted or your tank is empty. Now, this is something that is totally relatable to me. Back at the end of 2023, I was definitely feeling this way. And there were some great things that came from 2023. First of all, quitting my job and leaving my full-time executive assistant role and showing up in higher support of you all was one of those things. And for the first time in nearly five years, I was able to focus solely on whole assistant, which meant that I was able to leave it all on the court. I had the luxury of focusing on whole assistant for the last 10 months after five years of doing both whole assistant and working full-time for my executive. And I also learned the yearly cadence of my business in terms of revenue, in terms of when to do certain things and when to host certain things. But there were also some definite challenges last year for me. I think that there again, learning the cadence of my business especially with cash flow and that sort of thing was a challenge. I was also exhausted because I was just had so much fun thinking of new and interesting things to talk about with you all and keep thinking up content uh, for my programs and also meeting with my clients. And another big challenge was that my patience was wearing thin. If you've been burning the candle at both ends, here are three strategies to fill your tank. And this is based off of real life experience in the not so distant past. I wrote this episode in real time at the end of last year. I'm recording it in January, but this was very, very real for me. And so I just wanted to get my thoughts down while I was on the tail end of kind of a challenging time for me with regards to feeling kind of depleted and exhausted. And the first strategy for filling your tank is just to recognize the signs. So for me, the number one sign that I needed to take a step back and rest was that my patience was wearing thin with my boys. So I've just noticed this about myself. When I'm feeling abundant and when I'm feeling well-resourced and well-rested, I have so much more patience for dealing with my toddlers. So I'm a boy mom for sure. And I've got two young boys. If if you haven't been following me, one is four and the other one is about to turn two. And it was a real challenge to stay calm with them sometimes. And I've noticed for myself that a sure sign that I need to take a step back and reevaluate things, my patience wears thin with my littles. And I've learned over the years to view these signs as data, right? Like I don't I try not to adhere judgment to those things whenever I notice myself responding curtly or responding abruptly or like raising my voice. I'm like, huh, that's an interesting, I'm doing the thing again. Okay, so that's a good data point for me to realize so that I can kind of course correct. I can resource myself in a better way. So I'm showing up for my whole life from a place of abundance. And so that I am... Also making sure that I'm showing up how I want to for my family and how I want to for you all, right? So viewing things as data can look like asking yourself a series of questions. Is this just a one-off thing? Like, or is this the result of a busy season? Is this a result of a crappy day? Is this becoming a pattern? 
And if it is, how can I course correct that pattern? How can I be intentional with how I'm showing up for myself so that I can be intentional with how I'm showing up for life and for these people that I love? Which kind of brings me to my next point. I really want us all, and I just mentioned this a minute ago, I really want us all to resist the urge to beat ourselves up and instead get curious about what's going on. Because curiosity will get us a heck of a lot farther than self-judgment ever will, right? And I'm not saying that we want to be lackadaisical or we want to throw up our hands and be like, well, this is just me. And like, you know, I'm not going to beat myself up and I'm just going to take it easy on myself. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about earnestly and seriously getting curious about what's going on for yourself. Like, what is it that you need? Which kind of brings me to my next point. The second way that we can really show up for ourselves is to actually provide yourself what you need. I'll give you an example. Here's what I determined I needed at the end of last year. I needed consistent workouts, meaning I just needed to go blow off some steam at the gym. I also needed more rest than I typically do, which meant that I had to sleep in and get my workout in throughout the day. So I'm an early riser. I like to get to the gym early in the morning, typically, but I just found that I needed more rest during that season as I was kind of recovering from my year and of indulging in my business and had gone all in on that. And I was just kind of exhausted and depleted myself. I didn't even realize I was doing it at the time, but the key indicator there again was that I was showing up in ways that I didn't like, right? So I needed more rest during that time. I also needed some alone time to myself that wasn't during working hours. I just needed to be with myself. And I spoke last week about why self-care is so difficult and why it sucks sometimes. But that alone time with myself was really crucial in making sure that I was showing up how I wanted to in the rest of my life. And it's time to create a plan. Once you kind of know what it is that you need and you determine what it is that you need, then it's time to create a plan around those things. Now, I will say that different seasons require different things. I no longer need the level of rest that I needed at the end of last year. So now I'm getting up early in the mornings again to go work out. I don't feel as exhausted. I don't feel as depleted. I feel well-resourced now. So I need a lot less alone time when I'm not working as well. So I think also that we think that if we're exhausted, then these are the things that we need long-term. That's not necessarily the case. Sometimes you just need something for a short period of time and you need to take extra care of yourself for a short period of time. So when you create your plan, keep that in mind too. This isn't the plan for forever. This is just the plan for right now. (laughs) And here's kind of the secret to creating a plan, especially if you're an executive assistant or administrative professional. We all know that the calendar is your number one asset when it comes to organizing your executive's life and world. It's his number one asset with regards to what to focus on and plan next. But your calendar is also your biggest asset. So I really want you to put those gas tank fillers, I'm using air quotes around that, those those things that fill you up, those things that fill your tank, I really want you to put those things on your calendar first. So put rest time on your calendar, put that like time alone, listening to some music and soaking in a tub on your calendar, put the workouts on your calendar, put the self-care pieces on your calendar first, and then fill in the rest of your life around those things. 
Now, I realize it can be kind of controversial to do that because literally we spend most of our day taking care of other people. We do that in our work lives. And a lot of us also do that in our home lives. If you've got a loved one who requires time and attention, if you've got kids who require your time and attention, but actually being intentional about how you utilize and spend your time and leveraging your calendar in order to be able to take better care of yourself is an excellent strategy because your calendar is your guidepost anyway. We're in our calendars all day long anyway. Why not? put those gas tank fillers on your calendar. And then also another kind of way to give yourself what you need is to consider what boundaries you need to set for yourself. So we're going to set boundaries first and foremost with ourselves. We are often the number one violators when it comes to boundaries. We are like we, 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 we have a conversation with our executive. We do all the things. And then when push comes to shove, we're the first to cross the line with ourselves. Thinking specifically around working hours and around checking your email after hours and responding to email after hours, right? We're the ones that we need to keep an eye on when it comes to those boundaries that we set for ourselves, especially if you aren't used to prioritizing yourself in this way, especially if you aren't used to making sure that your tank is full. And then also we need to set those boundaries with others, with work, with regards to the hours we're working, with regards to the things that we're doing, with regards to who we're supporting and all those things that tend to roll our way that may not be a part of our purview or may not be a part of our actual core function of our role, but have just landed on our plate because we are capable and friendly and helpful, right? We actually need to assess what boundaries need to be in place in order to take better care of ourselves. And last but not least... I think that we could all use a good dose of kind self-talk. So speaking kindly to yourself can go a long way, especially if you're exhausted, especially if your tank is empty, especially if you're feeling depleted. So from time to time, I will actually stand in front of my mirror and I'll put my right hand on my heart and I will just talk to myself kindly and I'll be like, what do you need? How can I support you today? What are we missing? How can we show up better for ourselves so that we're showing up better for those in our lives? And I will actually talk to myself in the mirror. And then before I leave, I'll give myself like a kiss and I'll like blow myself a kiss and I'll give myself a wink in the mirror. Just as an act of kindness to myself, as an acknowledgement that I matter too, that my needs are important as well, and that I need to be taking better care of myself. I know it sounds cheesy. I know it sounds hokey. But I do think that we all need to be a little bit kinder to ourselves instead of beating ourselves up. Because a lot of us are really hard on ourselves and a lot of us have really high standards, myself included. (laughs) So taking that time and, and giving myself the space to actually show up for myself in a way that is loving and kind goes a long way when it comes to filling my tank when it comes to getting out of a depleted state and when it comes to living a more fulfilling life overall. Okay, guys, I know this episode is short and sweet, but that is what I have for you guys today. Be intentional, be whole. That is all for now. I help assistants apply the concepts I share on this podcast. If you're ready to take your growth deeper and you're curious whether working with me in a coaching capacity is right for you, please email me at Annie, A-N-N-I-E at wholeassistant.com to schedule your complimentary discovery call.